after um, what I'm about to talk about happened, I, in like early in college, ended up having like a really crazy, like psychotic break mm. and like had to be taken like in handcuffs by the police to the hospital. Oh my God. Um, because I had this like crazy blowout argument with my mom of like screaming Mm -hmm. and then I was like threatening myself with a knife basically and then I like went downstairs and went to like play my video games or whatever and then I just hear from upstairs like they're here and then I open my door and it's like a bunch of cops in my basement like and they like put me in handcuffs and put me in the car and I like go to the hospital. When the living gets hard and the pancakes and then you feel too trapped in your own damn skin, take a deep breath out and a deep breath. Yeah. Welcome to the good low. Hey everyone, welcome back to Good Low with Bailey Norton. It's me, Bailey Norton. I hope you're having a wonderful week. Um, this is episode nine of Good Low, and uh this is with a very dear friend of mine, Max Beasley. This is a really interesting episode. Um, Max is kind of talking about a culmination of a lot of things. Uh, and the title is a little bit misleading. I would say that is like not totally what Max is talking about, although it is sort of where everything that she is co- talking about comes to sort of a head. Um, but I do want to give a trigger warning for this episode. There's a lot of talk of sexual abuse. Uh, I even talk about some of my own sexual abuse things, the ones that I can legally wink talk about. And so uh, this is a pretty vulnerable episode, I think, for both of us. And if that is something that's going to bother you today, maybe skip this one. Uh, But Max is so wonderful and so funny. And this is such a lovely episode. It's very, I would say it's a very raw one. Um, I mean, I guess kind of all of them are, but... This one in particular. Uh, so it's kind of, it, there's a lot of sensitive stuff that's talked about. So just keep that in mind. And um, yeah, that's it. You know the other stuff. Rate, review, subscribe, follow, share. You guys know the drill. Thank you so much again for listening. Here's Max Beasley. Sometimes I get high, sometimes I get low. Being young's a bitch, it's always getting old. Life is real sweet, I'm learning how to grow. When the living gets hard and the pancakes in, and you feel too trapped in your own damn skin, take a deep breath out and a deep breath in. Welcome to the good low. You're gonna have to put a few content warnings on this pod. Wow. Just she to, said uh... with a twinkle in her eye. <laughs> My life is a lot. You're going to be surprised. None of this stuff is public. This is all scoop. This is all scoop? This is all... I almost said the word riz. Oh, here. Yeah. If you th- That mic likes to... This is not my first podcast. <laughs> sure. <laughs> just make sure this is correct. Please tighten it, correct? Yeah. I mean, that's the goal. Okay. How does that feel? Oh, that feels great. Let okay. me just... Uh, Set it and forget it. Okay, perfect. Um, hi, Max. Hi. We've been going and I'm not going back. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. I hope you didn't get the last thing I said. No, I got all of it. Oh, there goes my career. <laughs> oh, what about this being your first podcast? When I was acting out Michael Richards at the Laugh Factory a second ago, you got that? Yeah, that should be on here. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Content warning. Someone was telling me that when Michael Richard is it 
Richards is his last name, Michael right? Richards, yeah. When Michael Richards did that set, he he was like not the last comic on that show. <laughs> this is, I can, and I wish I could remember who told me this. He was not the last comic on the show and oh, he finished no. his set and he went into the green room and he was like, they're pretty tough out there. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, I'm sure that they were. Yeah, yeah. But he was like, he had no inkling that his career was about to be destroyed. That's so crazy because I guess that was like early 2000s, but that wouldn't even cross your mind now. No. To say that word once, let alone no. scream at a bunch of times yeah. at a club yeah, as a famous person. Yeah, back then, I don't think people were expecting their every move to be recorded. Right. You know? Well, I think that's the thing is it was like early days of cell phone recordings. Yeah. So, but still, it's like. Yeah, it's troubling. It's troubling. It's It troubles me that we're all on our best behavior now, maybe only because anyone could be recording us at any time. Well, it's the same with anything, right? Where it's like as soon as you think you're going to get caught or as soon as it stops benefiting you to do something, you stop doing it. Like it's all self-interest. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. But I guess at the same time, it's like if you're just doing something so no one else thinks you're a bad person, you're still kind of being a good person. You still get to that point. Yeah, like uh, in terms of presenting that way. but Yeah, for optics. <laughs> there are a lot of bad people who say good things. I mean, So true. A lot of bad people have good politics. Etc. I don't like um, musical theater for the most part. I just like can't usually get into it. But that's the brave. Musical... Yeah, thank and thank you, thank you for. I'm gonna go ahead and assume that a big chunk of your listenership is is queer. <laughs> yeah. So for you to uh... <laughs> to admit publicly that yeah. I can't get into most musical theater. Well, as a queer person, I'm not a big musical theater buff either. But it could just be. Because I relate it to high school musical theater. That's fair. Hold on. Hold that point because I want to okay. get into your high school career. Yeah. Um, My high school career. Your high school career. <laughs> <laughs> Went about as well as Michael Richards' career <laughs> after the Laugh Factory. Wow. Okay. I can't wait. I was going to say the musical Into the Woods has like this theme throughout that is nice is different than good. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I remember like watching the like movie version of that musical and being like oh i'm affected positively by this um nice is yeah. different than good and that sticks with me a lot because it's true a lot of very mean people are very nice <clears throat> yeah a lot of terrible people are really nice and sometimes people are so nice that you're like maybe you're actually really mean and this is all fake <laughs> yeah like yeah. i think i probably felt that way when i first met you because you're so nice i'm like i could see that you don't trust it right off the bat yeah because yeah. you're like Okay, what the fuck is wrong? Is with this her? all double speak? Like, what's you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um, I I get that reaction pretty frequently, um, but I am I think I'm nice and good. I think I'm both. No, I, tr- for sure. I try to be yeah. both. I mean, and you can be a nice and good person and still like, mm-hmm. you know, not act that way a hundred percent of the time. Oh, totally. I am. I feel like you might get the opposite. Do you do you feel like people sometimes don't think you're very nice because of because you have sort of a right. You're not like like I immediately liked you when I met you. Right. But 
you're not like a bubbly, like right. Midwestern, like war- you don't have a Midwestern warmth about you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you. I feel like maybe you have like a very like golden retriever energy or oh, something, yeah. and I have yeah. a very like like mean cat energy. <laughs> but like, it's that's not like how I am. I think no. a lot of it is just like what my voice is like. Yeah, and like. Yeah. I, I'm, this is just like what my voice sounds like. Like there's <laughs> nothing that I can really do. Like I'm smiling right now and you, yeah. you know, it still sounds the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that is part of it, but it also like helps my comedy, you know, cause it's like very dry and like. Oh, you're con- Max you know, Beasley. Not Let's to. Let's talk about not, comedy. Not to plug, but. No, please plug. Um, uh, Max Beasley is one of the funniest comedians <laughs> I personally know. Just. A hoot and a half, I would say. Thank you for saying that. It's true. You're yeah. very funny. For and comedy, it's good. So but for, you know, I have to be really, I don't have to be really nice, but I mm-hmm. am a nice person. And you so are. I, I try really hard to show people that I'm nice because mm-hmm. I know that the first impression of me is probably different than like how I actually am. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that you, it's not like you, you, what you see is what you get with me. Yeah. It's it's kind of like what you see is different from what you get. I feel like, I don't know. I, you were one of the first like comedian people. Cause I, I have a lot of like friends who are comedians or like not even, I would, I have a lot of acquaintances I know what you mean. who are comedians. Yeah. You were one of the first like comedians who I was like no, no no I think we're actually friends like right away oh yeah I was like nice. I, I think I can actually be like real friends with this person and yeah. like text them and like yeah. genuinely want to spend time around them and that not feel exhausting or intimidating you know what I mean definitely it, well it's so weird I mean I don't know I'm sure you have this too but like you know I know hundreds of comedians and creative people mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll talk to them sometimes or when we see each other out, it's friendly. But in terms of, like, true friends that I have, I have, like, three. Yeah. And, like, even though I, you know, know however many people and I'm friendly with however many people, like, I still only have, like, a handful of true friends. I think that's normal and good. And I think people who think they have, like, gobs and gobs of friends often feel like very lonely because i don't think it's possible to really give your undivided attention to that many people you know what i mean like i have a very small inner circle as well and i i like intentionally i need it to be that way yeah me too i don't have the energy i agree for anything more especially when you're like in a relationship Mm -hmm. i feel like for me like my relationship takes up a lot of the stuff that I would look for in friends. Yeah, yeah. So not in like a codependent way, but just like, you know, when I was single, I would need to talk to friends about stuff and like yeah. get things out of friends. And uh, that sounds bad, but you know, no, no, no. not get things out of friends, but you yeah, know you have I mean? You have needs that are met in different ways. Yeah. And when you aren't partnered with somebody, like those needs are met by multiple different people. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Like when you live with someone for a long time and stuff, like I've been living with my girlfriend for like three years. It's just, yeah, it's just different. A lot of that stuff, like 
you could go out and hang out with friends or you could just like not <laughs> and a lot yeah. of the time I just like especially since COVID I just like don't have the energy to like go out all the time honestly yeah I'm the exact same way I have to um I have to really make myself socialize um yeah after COVID especially also if you're hearing a lot of noises <laughs> my my cat is he doesn't like when people are talking and it's not directed at him it's funny that you say that and also on i listened to your episode with our friend sammy maori yes and you were talking about how intimacy is hard for you yeah it is and i'm like okay well it's interesting that you would record a podcast <laughs> where your cat is <laughs> that is about like deep intimate <laughs> topics <laughs> well i mean i think part of this that's that's true part of this is i think there's two parts of it I think a little bit of it is that I am exposing myself to it a little bit more. Yeah. Because intimacy requires authenticity. Yeah. And I do have the golden retriever part of myself that has a lot of like, I don't know. Part of that is inauthentic. That's why people right. don't trust those personalities right, right away. Because it, it really reeks of inauthenticity. Um, even if it's not. Unless you know the person's intentions. Totally. Which I think is like. Like with you, like once I knew your intentions were good. Yeah, then it, it then feels a little safer. But um, I, I know I have the, those tendencies. And so sometimes, yeah, sometimes I'll, I am not authentic in conversation. And that's this is like really helping me with that. And then yeah. the, the other part of it is like, it's a little bit cheating because I'm not really the one being super uh, vulnerable. You know, mm. I'm more listening in these. But do you feel like you process things by hearing other people talk about different subjects? Like maybe if someone's talking about a subject that you can relate to, mm -hmm. it helps you kind of process your own experience. Thousand percent, yeah, yes. That's yeah. interesting. It's really, yeah, it's really nice for me. Maybe we just got to the root of what podcasting is all about. <laughs> we solved podcasting here at minute eleven fifty. We've solved podcasting. I'm not. I'm not distracted, and I am listening to you. I also just have to clock. Oh, you have out to of clock work. out of work. Okay. No, totally. Um, I'm gonna ask you a question then while you're doing this, and it's just how are you doing lately? And you can answer as honestly as oh, you would like to. Oh man, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Um, here, let me have you put your Wi-Fi in to my phone <laughs> while oh, I here, answer let me, this. Let me share it with you. I should oh, be great. Able to share it. Um, I forgot that we're in the. 21st century let's make our phones kiss okay do i tap how does that work do i get a message you should no. here i'll just type it in for you okay great um don't look at my I'm... hidden folder <laughs> <laughs> that's kidding. where i go i go straight to max's hidden folder on this podcast where i've invited her to come be like very uh very vulnerable my, my hidden folder is empty is it really yeah i don't know if that's weird it used to not, but then I was just like, why do I need any of these? Like, I'm just going to delete all of them. Mine is a lot of nudes and my ID. Incorrect password. Oh my God. I can't believe that. Okay. I'm doing okay generally. Um, I've been getting up early for work lately because I started new hours, so I have to go in at seven. So, And by go in, I mean walk to my living room. <laughs> Because I work from home. Isn't it funny how exhausting even that is, like, in the mornings? 
Yeah, I mean, seven is early for me, so I'm adjusting to that. I started new medication recently. Um, mm -hmm. I started Lexpro and Vyvanse, so that's been helping me. Wow, congratulations. And um, Are you having any, like, side effects? Um, not that I can tell, really. Yeah. Um, hold on. Hold for... <laughs> no. Hold for clock out? Side effects? Not really. Sometimes when the Vyvanse wears off, I get a little bit of a headache. Mm, mm -hmm. um, and I also get tired when it wears off. Yeah. Um, well, because it's, it's like... Is Vyvanse like a slow-release upper? It's like Adderall. It's the same as violent. Adderall. Um, yeah. Basically, it's... Uh, I take... 30 milligrams in the morning mm -hmm. and it kind of lasts say I take it at seven it kind of lasts to like two or something mm -hmm. um, okay push notification my work makes me do two-factor authentication to clock in and out it's so annoying wow that's they the worst part safe. of my job is <laughs> the two-factor authentication I hate two-factor authentication you know who else hates it is all old people because my job is yeah I do uh I'm a, like it's called a I just do customer support basically for a Me tech too. company yeah same and do you get a lot of people writing in being like what is two-factor authentication how what how do I copy and paste I get that right. more than I than I care to describe we get a lot of dumb questions like yeah. that but we actually don't have Ironically, we don't have two-factor authentication <laughs> to log into our platform. Just for you to clock in and out? Just for me to clock in and out wow. and get into my email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but we get dumb questions like, you know, people can't log into their account and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, good thing I'm not friends with anyone I work with. No one's going to hear it. No one would no. ever but, hear uh, this. Yeah, I'm doing generally fine, I think. Good. Um, relationship's good. Good. I had sort of a mental breakdown like late last year that kind of just in the last month or so has kind of calmed down. Really? Yeah. I don't think um, I knew about this. I'm sorry. Yeah, kind of like most of the stuff I'll talk about today. It's I don't really, the only people that know about it are uh, like maybe my my partner and some family. I yeah. just don't, I don't share personal stuff too often with people. Yeah, um, I, I think that's totally reasonable. I have been, I was out of therapy for a long time and I've been back in it, which has been good. That's huge. Um, yeah, I, I think that's so helpful. Anytime I take breaks from therapy, I will be like, why am I noticing a steady decline in my mental health? Yeah. And then it's like. Oh, yeah, because this is maintenance that you have to... You have to get your brain's oil changed. Like, you just yeah, have to, exactly. like, go in and, you know, do the tune-up. Uh, however often you need. I'm going, like, twice a month right now. Are you doing weekly? I was doing weekly because I had eight free sessions through my work. Um, Ball out, yes. Now it's not free. So yeah. I'm going to do it once a month because apparently my deductible for out-of-network therapy visits is $2,500. Oh, <laughs> so I'm oh. going to be paying out of pocket for some time. Yeah, but it's whatever. Yeah, um, I would rather go once a month than not at all. Yeah, just to get my oil changed. You know? That's exactly. I think that is very responsible of you, especially but, if you have, you know, if you're in a relationship and yeah. you have people around you. 
I, I love being around people who are in therapy and are introspective in any way. I'm very introspective, but a lot of that stays intro. Do you have a hard time telling your therapist about what's going on or is it easy for you to get into it? Kind of both. Yeah. I'm really good at talking. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but I, it feels bad sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I kind of dread it sometimes. Like I, if I know I have to talk about a difficult thing, I, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. um, and then some of that is like, you know, um, like trauma response where you just yeah. like don't feel good in your body or yeah. um, things like that. Like even talking about something, you know, can make you feel bad in your body or give you the like the fight or flight or the adrenaline or whatever. Yeah. You know, I feel I know exactly what you're describing. Yeah. I, I have um, I have this like thought that pops in my head almost every single time I have therapy and it's, oh, I should just cancel today. Yeah. I'm just not feeling it. I don't like really need to tell Julia like. I don't need to bother Julia with this bullshit. You know what I mean? I I don't, I, for some reason don't feel very invited Mm. to, I mean, I'm paying, we're paying these people. Like we are the British one. Yeah. Julia is the one that says stuff like this to me. Oh gosh, that's sad. And uh, I would just have a boner the whole time. Oh yeah. It's very hard not to be charmed by her. She's, I love a British accent. I do too. So much. Um, They are, they can be kind of cold. The British. Yes. Yeah. And it's challenging because I have to be like, okay, here, here's why I've been crying for one week yeah. straight. Um, She's a little like matter of fact. Yeah. She looks at me. She, I get a grimace a lot no, <laughs> from that's, her. That's she not doesn't what you know. Want. Yeah. She doesn't know what's on her face, but she it's right. It's like you know, you know. It's I worry emoji. about that sometimes. I I never feel like my face is like telling the truth of what I'm feeling. Interesting. Um, I I just generally like my voice and my face and my demeanor. Like I feel like it's just different mm-hmm. person almost than who I am. Really. Which plays into the whole like you know identity thing and stuff. But yeah. Um, okay. I, I just wanna... think there's a lot going on with me that nobody knows about because I don't tell them about it. And I wonder what the impression or like what I am like to other people because yeah, I feel like it's very different from, from like your inner world from in my inner world. Yeah. Um, I, everyone that I know who knows you really likes you. Oh, that's nice. It's true. I try to be nice and likable, but you are, you know, there's like a lot, um, you know, I feel like it's pretty surface level a lot. I think that's okay though. Cause I think that you, you have an authenticity about you. Yeah. Like, Oh, I don't mean like my niceness or like ability to surface level. I just mean like, just like maybe, what you get into. Maybe what I'm displaying is just like surface level. Sure. Instead of the iceberg. You know. Okay. So usually I know a little bit about like what people are going to talk about on this and it mm-hmm. seems like you've been you've got some things and well, i don't know what they are and i'm super excited to listen and find out what they are yeah i have some things yeah um but you know it's hard for me to pick just kind of one thing because i feel like we 
me at least and probably other people like it's kind of a culmination of things sure yeah Um, it doesn't have to be one thing it can be whatever you want it to be but high school in general I would say is when like a lot of stuff went down and Mm -hmm. sort of a lot of that stuff yeah take me through it is still with me you know almost 10 years later sure um and I'm trying to you know move out of that but yeah I think until recently I maybe didn't realize like how much that old stuff like was affecting you affected me or like even what it was yeah it's crazy how it takes so much time to really in a real way process anything that's ever happened to you yeah you know yeah because there's like going through an experience and and like human beings are so resilient like we are we are literally built to survive things Mm -hmm. even mentally and emotionally like whatever it is we can cope we can get over it and then it, it's not until like much, 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 much mm-hmm. later that we can actually get perspective on it. So I think like 10 years, I actually think that that's that makes sense. Well, it's not. Yeah, I'm not saying that I'm like healed now. It's still sure. like very much there. Sure. Um, but at least I'm like aware of a lot of it. Yeah. Um, well, I guess first off, I'll, let's see. I have a little order here of how I want to discuss the things. Okay. I love this I'm just, so, so much. So this is just background okay. for now. Okay. And then it will culminate in a couple of big things. Okay. If that's okay. Of course. Okay, so for background, I grew up in Denver, mm-hmm. Colorado. Um, in high school, my mom had like a front desk job um, at like a radiology clinic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She probably made like $17 an hour. Okay. And my dad was unemployed for pretty much my entire high school and some of middle school, I think. Damn, you have siblings, right? I have two uh, two little brothers. They're t- twins. Um, they're, I'm 27. They're 24. And so... So they were like in middle school. They were a freshman when I was a senior. This is like a family of five surviving off of Leo. Sorry. No, it's okay. (laughs) He needs Um, attention. Yeah. So my dad was unemployed because a lot of things, but um, he had a lot of issues because he was abused as a kid. And also Mm -hmm. his dad um, went missing in a plane what and they never found the plane or his dad so that's so oh my god yeah so okay so that man your dad is yeah probably has some feelings had a lot of stuff yeah um yeah he he they lived in alaska his dad was like an army hero he was like a green beret and uh 101st airborne in vietnam and had a silver star and stuff and purple hearts oh wow um but they lived they moved to alaska and my grandpa was a big hunter and he was going to go on this hunting trip on this island in alaska in his little like cessna seaplane and he was going to take my dad but Mm -hmm. they got in a fight the night before and his dad left without him in the morning and then never came back and they never found the plane or (gasps) the guy 
So my dad's That's super nightmare. fucked up from that. That's a nightmare that people like wake up in the middle of the night yeah. from like gasping for breath. That is horrific. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So that happened. So then my dad, you know, had a lot of issues from that and other stuff. Sure. Um, God, that lack of closure is just like <laughs> devastating. Yeah. So, yeah. So he kind of. When I was, I think, in late middle school or something, he had this mysterious injury in his arms hmm. where it felt like both arms were asleep all the time. My, oh. my dad did. And they could never figure out what was wrong with him. Mm-hmm. I think it was mental. Sure. But this lasted for like five years. Just like numbness in his arms. Like he couldn't use his arms, basically. Wow. So it wasn't just like pins and needles. It was like he does not have function. I mean, he could use them, but like he, you know what I mean. Like, sure, it was. Like imagine if both your arms are asleep all the time. That's miserable. You yeah. can do stuff, but like you know. Yeah. So he was unemployed during that time. Mm-hmm. He took to drinking very heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, and his like bipolar and ptsd and stuff just like basically he would get triggered by the sound of my voice once i hit puberty because i my voice sounded like his dad's voice whoa when my voice dropped whoa i'm so sorry no it's fine the cat's on the table leo um so basically like everything i said to him i would like trigger him and I don't know if he had, like, bipolar or BPD or what was Mm -hmm. going on necessarily. There's a bunch of stuff. But basically, Mm -hmm. it would just become these, like, horrible drunken screaming matches between him and me. God. I was trying to defend myself, and he was just, like, you know. Because you're just, like. Activated. Bopping around, living your life, accidentally sounding like someone. Right. Who who your dad, like, thinks about every day. Mm Mm-hmm. In a really heavy way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. So that is one thing. Sure. So that was happening. Yeah. So that was hard because I would kind of had to be, I was the oldest, I kind of had to be certain things that my dad wasn't, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been working jobs since I was like 16 and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, my His mom my grandma Mm -hmm. was kind of like the glue that held our whole family together and she Mm -hmm. was like my favorite person she Mm -hmm. was like an amazing you know she was like a republican christian woman from a small town and those are salt of the earth women i love those she she was the best and uh you know political affiliations and casual racism aside she was the best sure so she got when i was in high school got diagnosed with stage four uh ovarian cancer Mm. that is so sad yeah yeah so basically while all this stuff was happening at home i was also watching like my favorite person be sick and yeah wither away from cancer you know just deteriorate yeah exactly so oh 
up to the point where like at one point I uh, went with her to her chemo and um, she like had to go use the bathroom and then she ended up like falling in the bathroom and I like had to help her up and stuff. Oh my God. That's like so hard. Yeah. Cause that's like helping up your naked yeah. bald grandma in the bathroom. Yeah. You know, it sucks. So, yeah. Wasn't that fun? No, it sounds, it sounds, uh, not only not fun, it sounds like tra- traumatic yeah. and really, really not upsetting. as sexy as it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that was happening. So that was really, that was really bad. Yeah. Then, you know, compounding those things, I never was told that I had anxiety or depression or ADHD until I was in college. Mm -hmm. And I also didn't even know that I needed glasses. Really? So I couldn't see and I couldn't focus. Keep talking. Oh, yeah. I have to do something to quiet my cat down one sec maybe your cat's the reincarnation of my dead grandma <laughs> all right but i i'm listening from over here oh yeah so um what was i saying so yeah so um i, n- I never knew i had adhd or needed glasses or or had mental illness or anything so i had a really hard time in school you know of course um like my whole life uh, had a hard time in school. I was always really smart and a good reader and would test really well, but I just had a hard time in class and yeah. focusing and getting good grades and stuff. Yeah. So there was, so that was at school. And then, you know, on top of that, I was kind of getting bullied like relentlessly from <laughs> elementary through until like maybe halfway through high school. Um, why were you getting bullied? What happened? Well, yeah, I don't know exactly other than I was just like a weird kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really goofy looking. Um, yeah. I, you know, I had braces. The The South Park like ginger <laughs> episode like came out like while I was in middle school, I think. Oh, God. So that just was, more fodder for yeah, yeah a lot of ginger stuff <laughs> yeah kick a ginger day yeah uh, was a thing wow that's so fucking toxic that's yeah. Yeah. kids are brutal kids are yeah, so mean especially in middle school yeah I mean I, that's not saying anything new but it's no true. but it's like it's it's so hard like because when you are uh, an individual person later in life people think it's really cool and mm-hmm, people like mm-hmm, that and mm-hmm. then when you are unique and you stand out earlier in life yeah you get attacked and i it's mean when you're watching tough. like david lynch movies in middle school for fun <laughs> nobody thinks it's cool what was your favorite david lynch movie in middle uh, school like me and my friend me and my best friend would like you know we'd make our own like short films and videos and stuff since like mm-hmm. middle school and we would just watch like weird movies like Eraserhead and like <laughs> shit like that you yeah, know so totally and listen to like weird music like we were, I don't know we were listening to like Animal Collective and stuff like that <laughs> in middle school so we were just like weird art kids you know yeah totally and I was just like goofy looking with braces and long like hair and I had the horrible like like bangs with like the 
the flippies around, you know? Oh. Like, I didn't push my hair back like I do now. It was, like... So you had bangs and it... Okay. Yeah, you know, like, the classic, like, mid-2000s, like, flippy oh, long yeah. hair thing? Yeah. So I had that, but not in, like, a cool jock way, like, in a <laughs> dorky way. So... Oh, sweet baby yeah. Max. So I was getting bullied a lot, and I was not very popular, and was like a weird art kid and so you know like my dating life was very unsuccessful sure um very late bloomer in that department mm-hmm. um so that was all going on at school then i had the stuff at home going on so so there's no place for you that's fun Except no. for, like, the David Lynch cinematic mm-hmm, universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the stuff that was fun for me was, like, cool music and cool movies mm-hmm. and, and writing and, and being mm-hmm. creative. So you're, like, it's very internal. Like, the places mm-hmm. that you are finding enjoyment as, like, inside your head or, mm-hmm. like, inside other, you know, inside uh, movies, mm-hmm. TV, whatever. Like, media. Yeah. So you're not you're not enjoying the outside world so much right now. Yeah. And I, you know, like, I never really put it together like that, but like we were talking about earlier, like, I think that stuff still rings true Mm -hmm. in a large way for me. Sure. Like, here's how Um, to be safe. Go inside. Don't come mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, So that's all the background. Yeah. So. Okay. (laughs) Also, what I, so I guess this is the last piece of background. I didn't know until... A year, probably a year ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm like 26 at this point um, when I learned about this. My brother had told me that when I was little, my uncle had molested me. Mm. And I had no memory of it whatsoever. Oh my god. Wait, and your younger brother had a memory of it? Yeah, because I had, well, no, I had told my mom when it happened um it happened at my grandma's house where we you know the mm-hmm. grandma who's dying mm-hmm. we all had you know family get togethers there and stuff mm-hmm. um she had this attic where it was like a cool attic. it was like a finished mm-hmm. attic you know like a rec room or whatever yeah but it happened there and i guess i had said when i was like i don't know four or three or very young mm-hmm. that my uncle had like touched my penis or something uh and basically what had happened was my mom believed me and her side of the family believed me like my other grandma and stuff yeah but basically my dad's whole side of the family like basically gaslighted me and just said i was like joking around because i was like a you know a jokester and a prankster and a rambunctious kid and stuff and they wow that's so so that is so I'm so sorry. That's yeah. so fucked up and Well, it's a weird thing because like I don't have a memory of it mm-hmm. necessarily. But well, yeah, then... by design. Yeah. By your family's design to make you think that that was not something that was happening. It's uh, yeah. really it's really particularly cruel to gaslight a toddler mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who just got molested. That is Well, it was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, it was it was two thousand. It was a different time. Uh, yeah. uh. No, but uh, so anyway, so I learned that that happened to me, mm-hmm. 
which even though I didn't have a memory of it, obviously that experience has, you know, subconscious ramifications. Oh yeah, there's a ripple uh, ripple effect, whether or not you're, you know, aware of where it started. Yeah. So that had been going on in in my body's memory or whatever. that whole time as well but i just didn't know about it mm-hmm. mm. so that's all kind of like the general quickest i could <laughs> gist of leading up to the actual story okay that's just kind of like background on where i came from and what was going on and yeah stuff. great I mean, not great. And we're at Utterly hor- horrible. <laughs> Sorry, I just blew out the mic. <laughs> no, I you're can't fine. laugh. I have a deep, booming laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, all that stuff was going on. Yeah. Um, my younger brother also came out as being trans mm-hmm. when we were in high school. Wow. So it was like before that was really even a thing. How old was he? Uh, he must have been... 15 or 16. That I think I is was... unbelievably yeah. courageous. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. And it was before, I mean, this was like 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. So it was before kind of everybody was mm-hmm. trans or non-binary or coming out as whatever. It wasn't right. really like talked about. It wasn't a thing. Like trans people weren't right in the news. Right. Know. And my family, for the most part, was very good about it, but, you know, and I was obviously, like, accepting and loving, but I, Mm -hmm. uh, that was just another thing that happened, you know. Sure, another massive change that you have to go through and deal with. Um, But that is to say that, like, him coming out caused me to start thinking about my own identity and my own sexuality Mm -hmm. and coming back to musical theater (laughs) there was this guy who um, was in my debate team Mm -hmm. Uh, I was like a really good debater in high school hell yeah uh-huh. Did you do, like, public forum? I did Lincoln Douglas, so it of was... Of course you did. Yeah. Um, Little one-on-one genius session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that... I'll come back to that later, but... Mm-hmm. That whole part of me, I just, like... Got rid of for a long time. Mm. Um, the, the avoiding conflict... After... After, you know, the stuff with my dad and and after um, what I'm about to talk about happened, I, in like early in college, ended up having like a really crazy, like psychotic break Mm -hmm. and like had to be taken like in handcuffs by the police to the hospital. Oh my God. um, Because I had this like crazy blowout argument with my mom of like screaming Mm -hmm. and then I was like threatening myself with a knife basically and then I like went downstairs and went to like play my video games or whatever and then I just hear from upstairs like they're here 
and then I open my door and it's like a bunch of cops in my basement like and they like put me in handcuffs and put me in the car and I like go to the hospital and how old are you that was like freshman year of college or right before freshman year really 18 yeah so that was wow so after that after that I was like okay I don't want to fight with anyone anymore Mm -hmm. because I had gotten in you know tons of physical fights in school sure and and you know not physical stuff but Mm -hmm. and then you know the stuff with my dad and then having this big thing with my mom Mm -hmm. I was just like I hate conflict I don't want to argue with anyone Mm -hmm. I'm over it I don't like the the idea of debating I don't like sure any of that so for a long time I just like shut all of that out of my life wow I had no idea that's so okay I just want to like I'm trying to visualize this fight so it it blows up I'm also giving you a ton of new information about myself so I understand that it's a lot no and thank you and and uh this is a you're more than welcome to share this is all a scoop by the way (laughs) for you listeners at home this is the max scoop this is the never been told before story (laughs) of a uh minorly popular local east side los angeles alt comedian (laughs) (laughs) so okay so this this escalation this fight escalation yeah of course the this escalation between you and your mom like it ends like it it builds and builds and builds and then it ends to the point where you are like all right this is over i'm gonna go do the thing i do to cope which is like whatever the media is like like play video games yeah Yeah, i'm gonna go like calm down in this method i'm so excited for my girlfriend to hear this episode (laughs) because literally the whole thing about the media Mm -hmm. is like you figured that out I'm not even kidding. Is that something that you guys talk about a lot? No, but just like, she's like, why do you like all these movies so much? Or why do you like playing your video (laughs) game? Like, not in a bad way, but it's just like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Of how, like, involved in, like, music and movies and and video games and, like, everything that isn't real is in books. Yeah. But, like, you nailed it. And (laughs) I'm literally not, like, can I curse? Yeah. Yes. You won't lose ad revenue? No. No. All the all the many ads that I, I have sold know. on this podcast. Well soon. <laughs> soon you'll be uh soon you'll be uh, trying to you know, hello fresh <laughs> discount code fifteen percent off code uh good low. They hear this and sue yeah. me. <laughs> sue me. Don't sue Bailey. <laughs> Bailey does not uh agree with or stand by anything they <laughs> say on this podcast um, well yeah i i think like that's so crazy though that i never i literally never put that together and the first time you hear about all this stuff, you're immediately <laughs> just like this is that and i'm like oh yeah well i mean it's i i you know i was also a teenager with a it's just high school so fucking hard and i know that like the coping mechanisms that i you know, learned to do when I was in high school, I carry with me today because 
when when you find refuge anywhere mm-hmm. when you're just like getting bombarded from all directions mm-hmm. which is just like growing up that's so and especially your mm-hmm. situation it seems like there was so little refuge anywhere mm-hmm. and so when you find it it just like that doesn't wear out like that's part of who you are that's like part of your story as a person you know that just carries on like the way that you find safety yeah it's so interesting it's also probably the reason why i'm so precious about that stuff Mm -hmm. um and like my opinions about that about i'm like precious about like media and my opinions about it and like value that really highly in myself probably because it's like i don't know but uh you know, uh, how do I say this? The that was like my thing that I had, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, yeah, that was kind of separate from all of the other stuff. All so, the other stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, <laughs> I need to pay you freaking one hundred and fifty dollars. No, 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 no. no. Oh, I am not a licensed no. therapist. You could be, though. Um, I couldn't. This I don't is, think I could handle it. This is no different from... People told you that this is like therapy. <laughs> yeah, kind of is. Uh, some, some people have alluded to that, and I'm glad if it feels good to talk about I mean, that's part of why I want to do this. It feels good for me to talk about stuff like this. It feels good to listen. It's this is like just crazy because like you now know more about me than anybody that we know. <laughs> Except really? for maybe my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, can we go? I want to go back to this fight happens. And then you yeah. go downstairs to play video games. In your mind, did the fight resolve? Were you like, okay, it reached an ending. Like, there's no, like, any consequences that were going to happen would have already happened. And now I can go, like, kind of decompress from this. Or did you have any idea that that your mom was like, like, oh, my God, I actually have to call. I have to call the police. I have to, like, right. get help. Like, did you have any idea that that was what's going to happen? Well, it was my it was my brother who called the police. Really? Mm-hmm so damn um okay and we're good we're we're great now my relationship with my brothers is great but um yeah yeah it was my brother who called the police because they were worried about me Mm -hmm. i i i went downstairs um to like you know like get get over it like decompress i guess Mm -hmm. like um de escalate Mm -hmm. um but it was too late like the damage had been done yeah so so what happened next it was so crazy bailey to just hear from upstairs like okay max they're here and then i like i'm like what and i pause my video game or whatever and i open my door and there's just like a bunch of cops (laughs) outside my bedroom door and they're like searching the basement for like weapons Oh my god. That I could like kill myself with. Were you just like, oh no, 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 I'm not that type of person. Like you yeah. guys are in the wrong place. Like this totally. is all a misunderstanding. I was fully like, I'm fine now. This is all fine. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. It was, I was like very <laughs> chill. <laughs> it's so fun. Like I'm just relating to this moment so hard. I had a, I'll just make this very brief. I had a moment when I was in high school where I was just like, really really upset about something i don't even remember what now but i was like extremely upset and i uh was screaming at my parents that i was gonna kill myself Mm -hmm. in my mind Mm -hmm. this was just like 
a power move. Yeah. I'm, be, I'm like, yeah. I don't mean it. I'm not yeah. actually going to kill myself, but I'm like screaming at them that I'm going to kill myself. Yes. Yeah, and they, they were like, get in the car then. And I was like, what? And they were like, if you, if you have the audacity to tell us that mm-hmm. you're going to kill yourself, we are taking you to the Marion Center, the mental institution in my home, in my town. They were like, we're, yeah, get in the car. You can't just say shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember being like, oh, well, <laughs> I didn't fucking mean it though. Like you guys are ridiculous. And I imagine it's the same kind of like, oh, th- those actions were just like, I'm a little kid. Like that right. wasn't anything real. That was like theater that I was doing, yeah. not you. So yeah. the fact that you take it seriously is like making this situation way more than it should be. But yeah. the truth is like, no, you actually did that shit. Like, yeah, I also, said that it, shit. You yeah, did that shit. If you heard your kid or saw your kid do that, like, yeah. how, how would you react? You yeah, know? yeah, totally. But it's same, same exact thing yeah. for, for me where, yeah, it was just like theatrical. Yeah, but then you don't, you don't realize that it, it doesn't seem theatrical to it, the other it people. Was it seems maybe, dangerous. It was maybe before. And also, I think that this is why I'm very careful with my words now. Mm-hmm. Like, I try to be very selective with what I say and how I say it mm-hmm. because I know that, like, words matter now. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, some people st- say a lot of stuff and are just like, whatever, it's, I'm just saying shit. Yeah, totally. But I kind of feel like, um, obviously, I have, like, a very deep need to be understood. And so... Mm-hmm. I, you know, people think like, well, you know, why are you talking so slow or why are you taking so long to respond or, you know, like, why are you going um, 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 or like thinking, mm-hmm. but I'm just like trying to word myself very carefully. Um, yeah. I mean, that's personal responsibility, you know? Yeah. It sucks. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it sucks to be uh, trapped in your head like that, you know, but yeah. And I guess that's why I try to express different loose things in other ways. But um, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so that the the hospitalization was the culmination of everything, and that was like kind of my first big mental breakdown. And then I had another one just like a couple months ago that wasn't as theatrical, but mm-hmm. was uh, me sort of like being chill saying that I wanted to kill myself you know sure I'm sure like the internal like potency was probably the same yeah 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 Yeah. so yeah damn and this was just a few months ago Mm -hmm. I'm really sorry it's okay um I'm past it now yeah I'm past the 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 suicidal and the and the intrusive thoughts and stuff now that's great but um it was bad yeah um anyway we haven't even gotten to the story i wanted to tell (laughs) anyway so that and that's the culmination of everything after my grandma died and after this thing that i'm going to talk about happened and all of Mm -hmm. after all of high school happened and stuff the culmination was the Mm -hmm. hospitalization Mm -hmm. so i my brother came out as trans Mm -hmm. i wanted to experiment myself and figure out okay, am I gay? Am I straight? Am I bi? Am I... I wasn't even thinking about trans stuff, really. Mm -hmm. But um, there was this guy who was in my debate class who 
was closeted and I didn't like know that obviously Mm. because he was closeted but Mm -hmm. he would text me a lot and the text started getting sexual in nature interesting okay and I had never done anything with a guy before or or thought about it even really Mm -hmm. and I wasn't like attracted to him at all Mm mm-hmm um, you know, like I'll see some guys and I'll be like, oh, that's a hot guy. Sure. You, you know, yeah. but that, that it wasn't, it wasn't like that. So basically these texts he would send, they, he started talking about like my body and his body and like sending me dick pics and like photos of him and being like, what are your measurements, bro? Like, not like that, but <laughs> I'm just trying to be funny. But What he, that didn't seem do. I literally, no, like, not, no, like, penis measurements. Like, yeah. I, I literally remember, like, uh, <laughs> like, using a tape measure to measure my penis's girth and width and length <laughs> to send to this guy because he was asking me. <laughs> and I wasn't, I didn't, didn't want to. To just your friend from debate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to do that, mm-hmm. but I felt a lot of pressure to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, so I was sort of going along with it, even though he was like annoying me. And I wasn't thinking of anything at the time of like coercion or pressure or anything. I was just mm-hmm. like, this guy's annoying. I want him to leave me alone. I'll mm-hmm. answer his questions about my dick size. Right. I'll to send, satisfy. Send him a photo of my is. dick, you know, whatever. Yeah. Which is a weird, when I'm talking about it now, I'm like, that's crazy. But no, when you're, you know, when you're young and you're not, you're in just like, you know, brand new territory, nothing really makes a lot of sense. Again, like nothing in general makes a lot of sense until later. So that w- it was all very weird. And mm-hmm. I don't remember what things were like in person with him, but I know that, you know, he was he was laying on the, the freaking Riz pretty thick. <laughs> is what I'll say. Or whatever. Uh-huh. Um... He kept bothering me and pestering me and talking about sexual stuff and, mm-hmm. and texting me, sexting me, whatever. And I kind of like would acquiesce to a certain extent, like go along with it. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I, I guess I was sort of like leading him on. But In your mind, you were just like filling in the blanks so the questions would stop coming. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't. I don't know if I was leading him on or what, but I just didn't feel pulled for playing. <laughs> I just didn't feel comfortable with it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it culminated in he asked if I wanted to go get coffee. And I was like, I don't know, I'm busy, whatever. He like kept asking me to like mm-hmm. hang out. And I kind of knew like what he was getting at this was gonna be because you know from all the the uh photos of penises (laughs) yeah kind of it really sets a tone yeah so i went to the starbucks by my house that i later worked at or maybe i worked at it then i don't remember Mm -hmm. i met up with the guy we had coffee or whatever 
And he's like, okay, let's go drive around. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. Well, yeah, let's, let's go drive around. That sounds great. And we park in some road and we start, he starts kissing me and I'm like, not into it. Mm-hmm. But I'm kissing him back or whatever, trying to get into it to be like, maybe I'm gay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to try it out. Then it turns into he's trying to, I don't remember the order necessarily, but hand stuff and mouth stuff got involved at a certain point. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if he was doing it to me first. Mm-hmm. All I remember is that he was rock hard and my penis looked like a belly button (laughs) i couldn't get it up even though i had a hand and mouth on my penis Mm -hmm. yeah because i was scared i didn't realize that at the time but Mm -hmm. you know i probably realized the anxiety i was having or whatever but i I was yeah uncomfortable and I didn't want to be doing this stuff and I was scared and so my body wasn't reacting positively yeah um so anyway he was just giving me like the saddest (laughs) hand job and blow job of all time and then in return (laughs) I was giving him a hand job and blow job and he was loving it Mm -hmm. even though I was probably horrible at it because I was 17 and had never done it before or whatever sure Sure. Um, he loved it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, what a, what a stark difference between both of your, like, physiological responses, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you have no fucking clue what you're doing, but it's working for him. And he has clearly thought about this and want, probably wanted to do a good job, and you were just like, I am not in this whatsoever. I kind of am thinking that maybe I was the first guy that he was with like that. Really? I mean, if I think about it, like, I don't know, but... It yeah. would make sense. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, now he's like a gay man. So yeah. I did something right. <laughs> he's, he has like a picture on of me on his, my yearbook photos on his bedside table, like to this day. I'm his inspiration. His muse. Yeah. Anyway, so that was, it was weird and bad. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it didn't go farther than blowjobs mm-hmm. but still was i don't even know if i had gotten my dick sucked at that point wow so that was like one of the first sexual experiences that you've had it was definitely one of the first like mouth experiences sure that I, that I had both it was definitely my first time uh putting a mouth on any of that yeah and you never forget your first no your first mouth to genitalia no, moment you don't. especially when it's with the the different genitalia than you want yeah yeah so anyway so so that happened <laughs> <laughs> no so that happened and it was weird or whatever and i was just like okay i'm not gay yeah cuz that sucked yeah <laughs> i was like obviously you know if my penis is all shrunk and I'm having a bad time. It means I'm not gay, right? So years later, I think back on that. And I'm like, oh, no, I just like basically got assaulted is what happened. Yeah. 
Like, I don't think that was his intention. It doesn't seem like it, but uh, you clearly were physically reacting like you did not feel safe or yeah. great about it. And, you know. I was consenting in the way of going along with it. Yeah. Yeah. And not saying, no, stop. Yeah. Vocally. Yeah. It's really sad to me Which how many, tricky. like, <laughs> maiden voyages of, like, sexual experience are mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where it's one person whose hormones are just like out of control making and they not i'm not gonna say it's their hormone they're out of control they're not being considerate or like yeah they're it's bad behavior it's horrible he just wanted to get his freaking dick sucked yeah he wanted his dick sucked by the object of his affection which was a weird uh, weaselly little young man and I mean, there's no accounting for taste, but I, I didn't get hot. I didn't get hot until like uh, last year. So, <laughs> I mean, we all bloom. We all bloom at our own time. Yeah. But like, to me, I I don't know. To me, if you're having a sexual experience with someone and their body is not doing the things that their body is is supposed to do to make the sex Eventually work. you learn that that's a sign. Yeah. But maybe at that point. Maybe he didn't know yet. But I mean, sign. regardless, like that, that's traumatic. That yeah. if that to have a sexual experience that you don't like in any context is yeah. traumatic. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of felt like I was taken advantage of mm-hmm. or assaulted mm-hmm. or molested or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he feels differently about it and has no idea that I feel this way at all because I've sure. never talked to him about it. Sure. I haven't spoken to him probably since then or soon after then. Yeah. And I am not trying to like blow his life up and be like, this guy assaulted me or whatever, but no. I think I can be like, I feel like I was assaulted and have him be like, I didn't know that that's what I was doing. I, Which is a weird thing. It is a weird thing, yeah. and it's also that's also completely rela- relatable. Um, like, just so you, I'm not to make it about me, but just to let it's you know, your like, <laughs> well, I know, but uh, yeah, th- I've, been, I've, I've been squawking this whole freaking. Time. Well, that's what you're my guest. I want you to squawk. Um, I have been uh, sexually assaulted three different times. Mm-hmm. Two of those times were date rape. Mm-hmm. And by far, the people in this group of three that I'm least mad at are the people who date raped me. Mm-hmm. And and then one thing I signed an NDA and I can't talk about. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, I know about that one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about <laughs> wink, it. Wink, wink. I don't know any names. Right. Um, but the the people who raped me, I don't think would, like, if you ask them about it, I don't think that they would say that i think they would say right. they had sex right um and so it's a it's a rape to you you were yes. raped but to them it was just normal or whatever yeah i i don't think that they would know and it was also something that like maybe at the time you you probably weren't like okay yeah i can i, I know that that was like that something about that wasn't okay you know you might not have even had that thought no. i didn't have that yeah. thought when it when both of those times happened to me i was just like oh it was yeah it was sex right it was normal uh, sex where we weren't communicating, which is totally normal. And I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was on a very different page from them. And that's just yeah. how it goes. Yeah. And then later you're like, yeah. oh, that actually wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing about that was okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's weird because, um, and I'm not saying like you shouldn't be mad at this person. If you feel mad at this person, like then you should be. I don't know if I'm mad. I just, you know, um, I think it had an effect on me, mm-hmm. and then it had an effect on my development because mm-hmm. for years after that, I kind of wrote off the idea of of exploring any sort of identity or sexuality and mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it um i yeah i didn't realize that it was anything bad until like a, a few years like a couple years ago you know sure yeah um so i thought that that was my only ever like sexual thing like that and then i find out about my uncle you know so it happened a couple of times yeah that i know of and you know whatever but yeah oh so that so that was that so that's all of the stories that i have but basically you know that was when i was 17 or 18 or whatever and Mm -hmm. then it took me until i was a year ago yesterday from when we're recording this is when i came out as being trans Mm -hmm. and trans woman who is attracted to women Mm -hmm. And um, so that was like a seven, eight, seven, eight year gap. Yeah. Um, and just now, recently, I think I've kind of started to be like, okay, like maybe I do have feelings about different genders and gender expressions as well mm-hmm. that I want to explore mm-hmm. and you know I have talked about it with my partner and like exploring it in the way that I can with them and stuff mm-hmm. but it's just like you know to go your whole life without being who you want to be or doing what you want to do because of these things like really it takes a toll on you yeah um totally yeah there it is that's that's (laughs) the whole uh that's the whole enchilada there i i guess and i know that we uh haven't hit on the good part of good low yeah well i yeah well let's where (laughs) where are you with it now like how has this are we way over time by the way no no there's no time limit okay a fire alarm goes off (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, we're not. You're um, like they're here, and then I turn around, <laughs> and there's a bunch of cops. Yeah, I use I use the thing you've never told anyone publicly against you as it's happening. <laughs> this is gonna be crazy uh, for people to listen to who know me because none of the literally none of this stuff is. Yeah. Maybe no one will give a shit. I don't know, but none of this stuff is public information. Um, yeah. Until now, so. Um, I think people, it's not that they won't give a shit. I don't think it will. I don't think you would ever receive any judgment for any of this. But I think it does like give, it gives you, you know, your life context a little bit more. Gives people a little bit of background about me. And uh, it's cool that like this exists for us to do this. Um, And obviously I'm sharing this stuff with you because I like trust you and feel safe. But um, this is the first time I've really, like, 
talked about any of this stuff that wasn't with like my family or my partner like even yeah you know our other great friends or uh, yeah people we know I don't think know about any of this so it's, yeah it'll be interesting to see um well I feel very honored that you would talk about it with me it means a lot <laughs> like like truly I wish it, I was more famous so it'd be more of a scoop for you but uh, you will be no people will see this episode yeah. and be like Max Beasley was on this podcast exactly no they're gonna be like Bailey Norton and Max Beasley <laughs> were on a podcast together um so tell me like where you are with it now like what what's happened that that is the good part of it because i i know that like i i really hate when people say things like everything happens for a reason Mm. or like aren't you glad that this thing happened because of this and it's like no but i i do think that like any time that you experience that you come up against like a trauma Mm -hmm. um you know you're traumatized but then also you get to find out your own like strength and resilience and that like shapes you i think always in a positive way even at the expense of something like very upsetting and something that shouldn't have happened but that's like you know that's the human experience um so i want to know what like the the good refractions are yeah um and and like yeah sort of your superpowers that came out of these things well a lot of growth that is still ongoing and a Mm. lot of learning and investigating and um piecing things together you know like I pieced a thing together today that I never even pieced together but um (laughs) it's weird when you talk about stuff uh how sometimes that happens Mm -hmm. just by talking about it you just kind of piece things together but yeah um you know obviously like you know with my recent struggles and stuff um you know it's still not great i still have a lot of like wounds and scars and like lasting effects from sorry from my childhood Mm -hmm. um and growing up and and everything but Mm -hmm. i'm pretty happy with who i am to others Mm -hmm. like i think that i am a good person and I think that if I hadn't told you about any of this stuff you probably wouldn't have any idea that any of this stuff was going on I wouldn't have but I can attest Um, to the fact that you are a good person and like a wonderful friend and yeah so I don't know if like hiding this stuff is like good or whatever but I I feel like I am able to function and like Mm -hmm. be a member of society Mm -hmm. and and not you know let this stuff dominate my life yeah um i you know i'm happy with with who i am with others if i'm happy with myself i don't know there's some stuff that i guess i am happy with about myself but most of that would have to do with like my my comedy or my 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 different expressions like through art or whatever or yeah you know i my 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 beliefs or my tastes but like you know myself as a person like i don't know uh it's still a process but yeah um, yeah i understand what you're saying it always is yeah um 
I, I think the best thing is like, I'm able to do what I want in a place that I want to do it. I, I like pursued my dream and moved out here right after college. I was only like four years into comedy when I moved mm -hmm. to LA and now I've been here for five years. And I've achieved a lot of things that I could only have ever dreamed of achieving when I was in high school. I love that. Like specific things too. And it's pretty, it's hard to keep that in context for myself, but. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you went from this place where you were completely out of control in every way. And I don't mean like your behavior. I mean like the things happening yeah. around you. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, you had no control over anything. Yeah. Um, and now it seems like you have a very specific, like you, you are in control of how your life is turning out. Like you're being very intentional with the things that you're doing. Yeah. And I think that's awesome to be like, yeah, I actually think about what I want and I achieve what I want. I am in control. Like that's really spectacular. Now we're getting to, uh, my control issues. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how could you not? I mean, yeah, I get it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, because I was very out of control and I feel to an extent out of control with, you know, I don't have certain things that I want mm -hmm. in my career or whatever. I'm not where I want to be, but I am also way beyond anything that I could have hoped yeah. um, back then. And, um, you yeah. know, even though I'm not like famous and I don't have representation and I'm not on TV or whatever. I'm not like paid to be creative yet. You're I... also 27 years old. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just hard to keep that stuff like in mind, but yeah. Um, but yeah, like generally I'm very happy with where I am and what I'm doing and excited for these things. And I think the coolest thing is like, I was able to find somebody who I is my current relationships, my longest relationship by far. Yeah. We've been together over three years. We've lived together for most of that, including all of the pandemic and lockdown. We met literally a month before the lockdown. Oh my God. And then yeah. moved into her parents' house together when the lockdown happened. Oh, I didn't know that. And I yeah. love your girlfriend. Yeah. She's, She's sunshine. Awesome. Yeah. And you know, obviously all long-term relationships have their ups and downs, but I've learned so much about myself and how to be and how to be in a relationship and mm -hmm. how to be with other people. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think she's learned a lot too. And we've just kind of like grown together. And um, the fact that we're able to like maintain a good relationship like this long like it's because we're working on ourselves and we're becoming aware of these things and um mm -hmm. you know I, I feel like I'm becoming an adult so yeah that's you know that's the positive I would say is just like that stuff is the past and it's still has ripples to now and a lot of stuff still dominates my life but I'm a different person now I'm in a different situation mm -hmm. I'm I'm safe I'm good mm -hmm. I, I make enough money to 
pay rent and do what I want to do and yeah and I get to know cool people and do cool things and and have a great partner and great friends and um you know it 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 feels like two worlds almost so yeah I love that I guess the growth is just the fact that like I'm able to sit here and talk about all this stuff with you and like be reflective about it yeah you know 100 percent um it is very difficult to talk about like hard things it's just like it doesn't feel natural Mm -hmm. and uh the fact that you're able to is you know really tells me that you have some distance and some perspective and that's huge and and you're living a life that you seem really happy in for the most part yeah yeah i mean as happy as anyone could be it's post pandemic 2023 the world is burning but like yeah. You know, it seems like you you know where you find joy and like that's available to you. Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah, and I um I'm I'm going to be uh filming a half hour sort of thing coming up in June that's going to yes. be it's going to be stand up but it's also going to be personal stuff and like a video that I'm gonna make uh, about you know just kind of like a montage of 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 me through the years and and about my I kind of buried the lead oh I guess I talked about it but I'm like you know trans and so I yeah um I'm gonna talk about that and and just I I never you know my comedy I just write jokes and I never really talk about stuff but I'm kind of gonna do like jokes and also talk about stuff kind of like a mix between like a a half hour and a one person show or whatever if you will and 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 film it and uh just just on my own with friends but just just the fact that I can do that yeah for myself and also the fact that I'm doing that like at a cool venue in LA is where are you shooting at at junior high nice so i will be there i am going to watch support i'm so excited and it's called fearless um because so much of my life has been dominated by fear Mm -hmm. and it's not saying that i am now fearless it's kind of like a goal to be fearless Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a song by Pink Floyd. It's like my favorite song ever called Fearless. Mm-hmm. And one of the lyrics is, um, fearlessly the idiot faced the crowd smiling. <laughs> Powerful. I love that. Yeah. So That's really great. Kind of about that. Um, Max, where can people find you? Uh, at Max Beasley on Instagram and Twitter, uh, B-E-A-S-L-E-Y, two Ys on Instagram, three Ys on Twitter. <laughs> you can find me all over LA performing uh, when I get booked. and uh, Which is often. Uh, some goes in waves. <laughs> yeah, you can find me there. And uh, yeah, hit, hit me up if this, uh, if this meant anything to you. I would love to from you and continue to support this podcast even if 
you're, you're just a friend of mine and are listening to it for me, you should, you should check out the other ones because Bailey's doing this with all kinds of people. So. <laughs> That's so nice. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, any parting words for anyone, anyone who might be listening and resonating? Um, yeah, talk to people about stuff. I love it. Because I don't, and I know <laughs> what it's like to not. And I feel way better right now than I thought that I would. Good. So... That makes me Just happy. talk to someone about stuff, someone you trust, and uh, maybe maybe it'll feel good. I love it. Thank you so much, Max. No, thank you. Is this your long, is this like a Lawrence of Arabia length no, episode? it's actually not. Okay, good. It's actually not. It's pretty par for the course. Good. All right. Goodbye. Sometimes I get high, sometimes I get low Being young's a bitch, just always getting old Life is real sweet, I'm learning how to grow When the living gets hard and the pain kicks in And you feel too trapped in your own damn skin Take a deep breath out and a deep breath in Welcome to the good low